0: All right, guys, welcome to the Rewired Life podcast. I've got a very special guest. Chris Anderson uh, is on today. If you train early in the morning, you probably know Chris from the gym. uh, Or, you know, if if you just happen to know this awesome individual, Chris is a fun guy. He's got a lot of energy. Uh, I'm excited to have this. His morning, I think, is going better than mine as I sat down to record this podcast, I spilled my entire drink all over my very <laughs> awesome table. Uh, so I've got that cleaned up. Chris, uh, Chris, what are you drinking?
1: Oh, um, I, uh, it's a glass with some ice in it. Um, <laughs> there's some coconut LaCroix and then some Belvedere vodka. Fell
0: Ooh, in. It, so, that yeah. sounds pretty good.
1: Yeah. I ran out of my Tito's. I, ah. uh, that's like my go-to and then I'm like, okay, all right. Well, you know, here we go. Yeah, it's, love it here. So. Yeah, have uh-huh. your
0: uh, has your drink of choice changed under quarantine?
1: Uh, no, okay. <laughs> if no. If it's not uh, vodka and coconut Lacroix, then it's just some bourbon.
0: So. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah. on. I like uh-huh. bourbon.
1: Mm-hmm. It's pretty
0: tasty. I don't like bourbon. Well, Chris, I'm excited to do this episode with you, bud. You're we haven't, like, really got to hung- like, hang out before outside of, you know, like, I'm your coach and you come to the gym. Oh, uh, you seem like a super fun guy. I think think this will be a fun episode.
1: Oh, also, I'm super excited. Yeah. Mostly, uh, I haven't really talked to a whole lot of people, so
0: this is... <laughs> this, this, is- this is probably going to be a five-hour episode. I, I cleared my no, entire yeah, schedule yeah. for this. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, Chris, uh, let us know a little bit about who you are, where you come from, what's your story... What is the life of Chris Anderson all about? <laughs>
1: okay. Um, well, I'm from Spokane originally. Okay. Um, I spent the first four years of my life in Elk, Washington. So mm. like an hour north. Uh, then moved to Colbert, Washington. And then uh, graduated from Meade High School. Yep. Um and then worked in the the coffee industry. I was kind of lost uh, when I was in high school. I didn't know what to do. And so a friend of mine uh, was managing a coffee shop when I was 18, and she uh, needed somebody to help out, and I didn't have any coffee experience. And believe it or not, uh, I didn't even drink coffee at the time, so I was kind of shocked that I got the job. And it uh, was just supposed to be this um, – summertime gig. I was just going to do it for a couple months until I found something else. And, uh, 20 years later, I'm still doing the same thing more or less. I mean, the positions have changed sure. but I'm still within the coffee industry. And currently I work for Thomas hammer coffee roasters and, um, I'm a corporate trainer, which is kind of a new position for the company. And, uh, that's been really fun trying to figure out what that means. I'm still not entirely certain what it is that I do. <laughs> But I try to make myself useful. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still on the payroll, so yeah.
0: That's awesome. Hey, that's a win.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: no. how how long have you been with Thomas Hammer?
1: Uh, this will be uh actually the end of March was my 11th year. So, oh, nice. Yeah, I've been with them for over a decade at this point, and it seems like oh man, maybe like. Two or three years ago is when I started. It's been such a whirlwind. Oh, wow. In the most positive way. It's just, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun too. When, when I started, we had eight stores and uh, currently we have 18. And by the end of the year, we'll hopefully have 20 or 21. Very nice. Uh, So, yeah, the uh, virus is kind of dampening that. (laughs) So, So we'll see what happens. But, but yeah, I've been with them for 11 years. And as far as my, my personal life—what uh, makes me tick. Here's the thing: I am such a homebody, so <laughs> this quarantine is right up my alley. I've been practicing for so many years, and here I am leading my best life in my house. And yeah, it's it's great. Uh, I bought this house five or six years ago, and uh, it was built in 1927, so it needs a lot of maintenance and that's that's right up my alley. So Love it. yeah right now I'm probably doing a lot more day drinking than I normally would, but sure. uh, I mean that's okay, right? Yeah. And uh doing some home improvement projects. So yeah.
0: Awesome. Any yeah. uh any any big home improvement projects? Are you tackling anything huge?
1: Um nothing major. Uh something that I like to dabble with is electrical <laughs> And so I know just enough to be dangerous. And so, yeah, so I've got some outlets that have knob and tube wiring and I need to get rid of that. And right. so that's that's what's next. All right. Right.
0: You uh, haven't blown yourself up yet, man.
1: No, no, not yet. I'm yeah. still around. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Chris, on a, on a normal day in the life outside of quarantine, uh, what's a day in the life of Chris look like?
1: Well, throughout the week... Um, Pre-virus, uh, I'm usually up around 345 or 4, oh, yeah. which is kind of hilarious because that's not been the case recently. But uh, usually up at 345 or 4, um, I'll go on a short run just to kind of warm up to then go to CrossFit at 5 Yep. Um, and try to pretend like I'm awake and aware of what's happening. Um, and then work out at the gym and then come home, do my beauty regimen. Um, this takes a lot of work. Um, (laughs) and so then I'm off to work and then work eight to 10 hours, depending on what needs to get done that day. And then, yeah, can't wait to get home to eat a lot of food. So that's, that's my day. Yeah.
0: Love it. What, what's a typical dinner look like at home?
1: Uh, well currently here's the thing. I hate cooking. I absolutely, I hate it. I love eating, um, hate cooking with a passion. So, Right before COVID-19, I'd signed up for, uh, it's called Green Chef. Oh, yeah. Um, It's kind of like Blue Apron, those meal subscription services. And uh, I chose them because I'm supposed to stay away from dairy and gluten. And a lot of those meal subscription services don't. Sure. They they can't offer that. It's either one or the other, and so Green Chef was able to accommodate uh, both. And so it's a lot of meat and a lot of vegetables, and that seems to work. And then a lot of vodka and
0: <laughs> <process>. <laughs> yeah, that you have to pay extra for that. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, and then what you know? What do you do for fun uh, outside of COVID nineteen? Obviously, changing that maybe at the moment. Uh, what do you do for fun?
1: Sure. Um, Well, you've met Annie before, my best friend. She's uh, also my spirit animal. So I try to hang out with her and her family as much as possible. Um, Her sister, Molly, um, Annie and Molly are the biggest loves of my life. I just, I can't imagine not having them and not having access to them right now, other than through Zoom is is kind of difficult. But um, anything... That we do together, whether it's with Annie or Molly, ends up being the most hilarious thing (laughs) that could have ever happened. And I don't know. I don't know. It's not like we planned for it, but... I remember one year in Annie's maybe going to be a little embarrassed that I said this. So I'm so excited to say it. She, uh, pre CrossFit, she wasn't super excited about how she looked. And so, uh, her parents at the time lived at long Lake. And so we were supposed to spend some time on a, on a boat and on the dock. And she'd said, well, I'm not going to wear a swimsuit. In fact, I'm not even going to go to the dock. So I thought what could benefit both of us. So I bought some Moomoo's at Sears that were buy one, get one free. Um, (laughs) I don't know if you remember Sears or not, but oh, it yeah. used to be a oh, store. Yeah. Um, And so I got some really awful Mumus move from Sears and then brought out the mullet wigs. And so, yeah, we were a um, couple of trashy people for the rest of the day. <laughs> it was, it was interesting, but it, that's, that just kind of sums up our relationship where it's yeah. like, we just need to be near each other. So, yeah. So uh, that's what, we do together uh as far as me personally uh i attempt to play the piano in fact right now i'm trying to relearn <laughs> play the piano and right. it's awful it's absolutely i sound awful and uh but it's so challenging and um, you know when you get so immersed in something you just lose two or three hours of your life totally and you're like i haven't gone to the bathroom i haven't had any food um and it's just this delicious time suck where you're like, I, I don't know what happened. That's what that does for me. Uh, as far as being like a concert pianist, that's never going to happen for me. And I will never play for a group of people, but uh, that's just, that's my thing. Yeah. Um, and then anything that has to do with gardening, uh, short of planting vegetables, I, I don't have a great time with vegetables, mm. but I absolutely love um to be in my backyard and playing around in the dirt and the smell of it and meeting worms and talking to myself the whole entire time I do it. Uh, actually, and I wonder if my neighbors hear me talking to myself, but, but I always say if you can't enjoy your own company, nobody else will. So. It's true. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Have you planted anything this year? No, not yet. No. Um, I've learned to not plant anything until Memorial Day. Yeah. So.
0: That seems to be like for people in Spokane that I would trust with gardening, they all seem to say that.
1: Yeah, it's better to wait because yeah. I'm not going to go outside and cover things up with netting and pine needles and whatnot, so it doesn't freeze. Nah, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to mess with that. So I've killed too many things in the in the past. So
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm taking notes right now. That's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, so Chris, what what made you want to get started at Rewired?
1: Um. Well. Gosh, when did this start? This was almost two years ago. Um, I was, I don't even remember how old I am right now, 36 or 37, <laughs> a couple years ago. And I just, I remember feeling like garbage. I, mm. I didn't feel good. I was super weak. You know, when you can look at something and say, oh, I've, I've got this. I was looking at things like, okay, how am I going to get that up and over my head I'm going to have to lift it up a foot, put something underneath it, you know, and you've got to be kind of strategic with lifting things. And that was unusual for me. Mm. And so after a very long hiatus of using my upper body strength, as far as weightlifting, I thought, this is ridiculous. Um, Also my dad is uh, battling dementia Mm. and, watching his body atrophy and not be able to do ordinary things that we take for granted. I thought, okay, well, he was never, he was active, but he was never really one to work out. And I thought I need to do something now before this turns into a a bigger issue. And so I wanted to do CrossFit for a really, really, really long time, but I was so scared to start something that, Mm that I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was in for. And I, <laughs> I can remember finally, after running and burning out on running, I was just so tired. I was halfway through Bloomsday, and I thought, why am I doing this? Hmm. This is ridiculous. I'm not, this is not making my arms any bigger. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. I'm not any stronger uh, with my upper body from running. So I thought, okay, Now's the time. And at that point in my life, Adam, I had just gotten out of an eight year relationship and it was uh, super sad. And I thought, okay, I need to do things that are going to stretch my comfort zone Mm -hmm. and um, kind of scare myself a little bit because being a homebody, it's like, you can only scare yourself so much at your house, you know, get out there and meet new people, try something different. And I chose your gym mainly because of the time (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i could fill in it at 5 a.m um and i'm super glad that i did that but i remember being absolutely terrified leading up to the first day that i was going to work out and i thought i this is a joke i can't believe that i'm gonna put myself through this and then uh the first day when i walked through the door dana was at the uh water fountain (laughs) As soon as I met Dana, I thought, uh, I'm exactly where I need to be. <laughs> this is going to work out just fine. Love so, it. Yeah. yeah, so that's why I started. I just, I felt weak. Uh, I didn't like the way that I felt overall. Uh, I didn't like the way that my body looked because I had lost a whole bunch of weight and what I thought was muscle on my arms was not. And right. so when I lost a whole bunch of weight, I just had these scrawny arms. and I thought, Oh, it's time to... Time to do something different. So, yeah. yeah, that's And
0: I'm having a hard time remembering. Did you start with your best friend, Annie? Did you guys do it together? Or did she come no, later? No,
1: I started by myself. I think I was there for two months in that, two or three months, and then Annie joined that's in. Right. So right. she thought I was an expert <laughs> <laughs> at the time. Uh, yeah, no. And we found out pretty quickly that neither her nor I understood exactly what was going on every day. But, hey, we made the best of it. Love so. it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah.
0: Uh, fast forwarding to now, um, I would say it's pretty safe to say like you, you feel different, look different, uh, happy with where things have come as far as your training, all that good stuff.
1: 100% yeah. yes. Uh, I have always been self-conscious of my body that I've got a weight gain swing of like 40 pounds and so I'll be over 200, or I'll be down to 150 and look super skinny, and then I'll turn around and gain it all back again. And um, th- what I found is that I need group accountability. That mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to do it on my own for sure. Uh, and so finding a group <laughs> activity where if I don't show up one day, and then somebody the next day says, "Hey, where were you yesterday?" I feel like I need to give a really big explanation, okay. and they don't need that but i'm like well this one thing happened and then i i couldn't possibly i just just it's better that i don't show up (laughs) they just were wondering where i was so um and so that helps keep me accountable and as far as how i feel um to be able to look at something that needs to be lifted and know that i can do it Mm -hmm. and um that my back is stronger. My core, I, Oh, Adam, I've never, ever, ever in my life had core strength. And so I had, um, I was seeing the chiropractor a lot. He loved me because it's all money. He's like, Hey, if, if you don't change anything, uh, you're just gonna have to keep giving me money and trust me, I'll take it. But I'd rather that you do better for yourself. And so as soon as I started CrossFit, he noticed a difference and, um, I still see them, uh, but it's only once or twice a month rather than twice a week. Love it. Um, my posture's changed. Um, my legs are gigantic and they can <laughs> get bigger. I'm totally fine. They don't call me Thigh Spice <laughs> for nothing. Um, and for the first time in my life, I'm not self conscious of being in a swimsuit, yeah. which is really unusual for me to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to go swimming. And I don't think about, what shirt am I going to wear to try to cover this and how quickly can I get out of the water and covered in a towel before anybody uh, sees anything. And so and it's been, I think a lot of fun to see people who I have not seen for a couple of years and it's just a completely different look that I have and totally. it's taking care of me and it's doing something that's for me. Uh, And, um, and I think my friends are more proud of that than the way that I look, but it's cool. Chris is taking care of himself Mm -hmm. and this is something that he looks forward to. And I talk about it all the time (laughs) with my friends and my uh, coworkers. As soon as I, uh, get into work, I have to say, well, at CrossFit today, we did this and this and this and this. And I don't tell them how sweaty I absolutely am. And I think having not gone to other classes, I think I'm probably the sweatiest Person at CrossFit, That's, maybe you know, I'm wrong, that,
0: there's one in each class. Uh, there, there's definitely that. Um, you know, you I would say you you do a very good job at, at that at the five a.m. So I represent yeah. five a.m. This <laughs> yeah. 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 person, yeah. okay, yep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's. Uh, I think it's interesting to me. So having you know just staying in touch with members during this time and all that, it's interesting to me that even the people that would consider themselves very much a homebody are like, I need to be around people. Like, uh, I'm missing my, you know, I'm missing my gym people. I'm missing my coworker, missing my, how, how have you been doing with that? Cause I know you, you naturally bent towards being more of a homebody. Obviously like you have fantastic people skills and all that, but you, you naturally would rather be uh, a little more introverted. How are you handling all this Uh, amongst you know being quarantined and stay home stay safe policies are obviously in effect
1: yeah uh it's it's actually it's really funny so yes i am probably that extroverted introvert right i put on a show that i'm super outgoing and i mean that is me but uh i lean more towards being at home or in a small group of people Mm -hmm. and i am starved for talking to other people and so when I go to the grocery store and we're wearing masks and there's a plexiglass thingy hanging in in front of us I'm like trying to lean around it so that I can <laughs> look at them better and talk and it's so funny that uh I'm trying to think where I was The other day, it must've been the grocery store. And I looked at the cashier and I said, I can't tell you how excited I am to see another live. (laughs) So with technology, we've got Zoom, we've got Facebook, um, Instagram, there's ways to connect with people that I'm really grateful for right now. And so I can hang out with Annie and uh, all of her family members easily and at least see their faces and see their kids. But to see someone in person is yeah. such a big deal. Yeah, and then uh, when I go running, um, I usually wait till the warmest part of the day to do it now, rather than at early o'clock, because um, I've <laughs> I've got all the time in the world right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's funny is that when you run or walk past another life human being, every single person waves and says hi. I love and it. Another- I'm not used to that. I I'm love so that. used to, it's like, like well, is the person gonna say hi? Well, if I say hi, am I gonna be embarrassed? What if they say hi and I don't say hi? You know, there's <laughs> there isn't that worry. You look at that person and you say howdy and just that universal it's a it's exciting to see another life human being. And I think to know that we're all we're all in this together. Totally you know, it's not just some folks are singled out, it's all of us. And so uh, especially to go on a run or a walk and see so many people outside and actually enjoying springtime Love it is so amazing. Cause in Spokane, we're so used to driving, mm-hmm. you know? And so when you take away your daily activities and like a dog, you're like so excited to go on a walk Yeah. and so many other people are so excited to go on a <laughs> walk. It's just, a, I've never ever seen this many people outside of their houses yeah. before. And I'm grateful too, that it's, uh, at least it's spring, and it's not the dead of winter where. Hundred percent, right? Oh, that yeah. we're stuck completely inside during a snowstorm. And, oh, it, you
0: know. it'd be, it would be instrumentally worse. Like, right? Oh man, I can't imagine this and be like, all right, well, it's going to snow for the next you know two months, and it's not really going to get above thirty degrees. Like. Uh-huh. I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure that would fit real well for a lot of people. (laughs) It's interesting. You mentioned that I I had noticed that too, obviously, you know, going on more walks, more runs, adventuring, taking the kids on hikes, things like that. Uh, I feel like I I grew up in the Midwest where it was so much more common. Everybody just kind of waved. Now, again, you don't see nearly as many people, you know, like my nearest neighbors over a mile away, but like when, even just when you're driving, like you wave, or when yeah. you're out, you know, walking or whatever, like you just wave to people. Uh, and then, you know, after that, living in Seattle where like no one waves to anybody or talks to anybody. they yes. You go yep. to public places, but you go there to be private and by yourself, yeah. which I, I to this day don't understand that. But that's OK. And now, like seeing this in Spokane, I I absolutely love you go out for a walk or a run and you see, you know, neighbors smiling and. You can tell some people are probably just outside so they can see other humans. They're like, I've been cooped up all day. I just want to like see some actual like walking flesh go by me. Uh, but then too, like, you know, meeting some neighbors I haven't met yet. Like obviously, you know, we stand far apart when we talk, but like they're like, Hey, how you doing? I know you own a gym, are things okay? You know, I love watching your kids playing a cul-de-sac. Like, just stuff where it to me I'm like, there's a bit of a silver lining in in all this of like people I don't know. I feel like people actually see this as we are in this together. Uh, and it's obviously, you know, a serious situation. But, you know, I mean, thankful for sunshine, thankful that we can still get outside and breathe fresh air and wave right. to people. And I also agree, like Zoom and Instagram, things like that. Um, They're not exactly the same, but at least we have them, you know, like at least there's something available. Mm-hmm. So it's it's, you know. It's been, it's been a unique time for sure, but I'm glad for everything that we have that's made it a little bit better.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chris, what do you think you'll be doing in like five to 10 years?
1: Oh my gosh. I'm just going to
0: drop that bomb
1: on you. Oh boy. Well, if not running Thomas Amber coffee roasters by myself, no, that's not going to happen. So, um, I still have this pipe dream of owning my own coffee shop. Yeah. And it's something that since I've started in the industry when I was 18, uh, I just always thought that I would be successful at it. Now, as far as being a business owner, <laughs> there's of like like this right now. I'm like, oh, thank God I don't own my own company right now. But um there's, there's nothing like getting a steady paycheck. <laughs> and so that's, that's awesome. Um, but in five to 10 years, I would, if I'm not still with, um, my current company, um, the only other option would be operating my own coffee shop, whether it's a drive through or it's a walk-in store or a combination of both. Um, I absolutely, Love working with people and Mm -hmm. I love um, building connections with staff. And my current position, I'm, I don't have access to that all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I work with people in the same um, office, but I don't work with them at the same capacity that I'm used to. And that's something that I miss terribly is that I just want to connect with people. I want to problem solve with people. I want to have these funny moments and time with people and especially with customers, uh, anybody that works in a front facing position, um, it definitely has its challenges, but it, if you take away the negatives from it, because anybody that's worked in coffee or at a grocery store in a restaurant or at a bar, you have these awful horror stories of these awful, awful customers. But if you take that focus away and don't give it any energy and you think about how truly amazing people are. And I believe that's what's kept me in this industry for so long is that I I didn't hard sell people when I was a barista. I just got to talk to people and we got to share two minutes together. And whether it was fun or it was sad or it was um, somebody's going through a difficult time, I loved that. I absolutely loved it because every day was something different. And if I can do that uh, for myself, um, that all of the energy that I put in benefits myself, um, I would absolutely love that. Um, so yeah, five to 10 years, I don't even know what I would call it as, uh, as far as the, the name of the coffee shop, but, um, it's going to be something super ridiculous and it will stick <laughs> out. So
0: love yeah. it. Why not? Yeah.
1: See.
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting to me, um, that there's, I think there's a, and I could be wrong. I think you would know much better. So I'd love to ask you, but it seems like there's a, uh, there's a really big demand in Spokane for more and more drive-through coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of these actual sit-down brick-and-mortar locations where you go in and order and actually sit at a table, man, some of them seem to be doing extremely well. So do you think in as far as the future of coffee, even in a town like Spokane – do you think we're going to see more and more sit down coffee shops or more drive through coffee shops?
1: Um, I personally, I'd like to see more sit down coffee shops than drive through um, coffee shops. <laughs> One thing on a global level, um, drive throughs um, lead to a lot of global warming because you're sure. just sitting with your car at idle. Um and so part of me feels a little bit guilty about that, where it's like, okay, if I had a drive through my business is contributing to global warming. Um But I uh I think Spokane, in my opinion, has so many drive throughs, I don't know where somebody's gonna put one sure that's in a better location than anybody else. Um it's sit down, I think we're so starved for human connection, Mm. even pre-virus, whether people want to admit it or not, but when our social lives get wrapped up in social media, and your head is down looking at a digital screen, that to actually have almost a full-body conversation with someone is so unheard of anymore, Mm -hmm. and to make a destination of a coffee shop that I have to park my car. I have to get out of it. I have to wait in line. um, And then I get to talk to somebody. Um, It's, I don't know. um, I think it's almost like Trader Joe's. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of don't know where I'm going with this analogy here. But Trader Joe's, it's like, oh God, I've got to park my car. I've got to go through all these aisles of people that are aimlessly wandering around, <laughs> oh man, now I need to wait in line. Ugh. and then by the time you actually get to the cashier, it's like everything's fine. This person's so friendly. Yeah. I'm so excited. It's my turn, you know? And I think um myself as a consumer, uh, and a lot of other people, um, the connections that are made in a walk in coffee shop are far better than yeah. than a drive through. Yeah. So,
0: that that makes total sense to me, yeah. Do you think, if you had to open a coffee shop, like, next month, okay? Now, pretend that coronavirus isn't happening. But if you had to open a coffee shop next month, where would you put it in Spokane?
1: Oh, gosh, Adam. Um, here's the thing. I don't even know that I would pick Spokane. Um, oh, wow, okay. I think, if anything... I live in Audubon and there's no drive-through and all of this boils down to zoning, right? But, um, Audubon, there's one, no, two, two drive-throughs. And I think there's room for more. Um, it'd be super great if I could walk to work. That'd be fantastic. So, um, but Audubon would be super cool. Uh, there's actually a spot up on Garland that I think is absolutely adorable. Um, and I can't think of the name. I think it's Higher Grounds or something like that. Um, the most adorable little coffee shop in, or uh, drive through stand. Uh, super cute. Um, did you ask about a stand or a, a I, like a walk-up coffee shop?
0: I think if you could do either and you had to pick one uh... – could be a drive-through could be a walk-in but where would you put it in spokane
1: yeah okay um or far up north so if we're talking uh super north spokane like up by midway yep. elementary if anybody knows for that north of like Glen Eden, um i think there's start starved for coffee up there mm. yeah i think there's some options but i don't know that i'd pick spokane so
0: yeah yeah, do you think Spokane for you is a long-term place?
1: Well, um, yes, I I do. Um, I grew up here, moved to Seattle for five or six years during my 20s, and then uh, my timing was awful. Right as the economy crashed, I left Seattle and then to try to find a job in Oof. a kind of like – luxury hospitality like people do not need a mocha every day uh line of work that was uh kind of challenging um and now that i've been back absolutely love the city it's so different than when i uh grew up here and a lot of that's my own mentality but um but there's so many folks from california or east coast that have moved over here that it's added a lot of flavor Mm -hmm. and Especially the restaurant scene is so much better. You and Chris were talking about um, Hogwash. Yeah. And, um, oh, what was the other one uh, next to that? Uh, Durkins. Um, Durkins. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm like screaming, like <laughs> I absolutely one. I live at Hogwash because it's right down the street from where I work. So right. a couple times a week, I'm, I'm there. So. The restaurant seems fantastic, um, but to answer your question, yes, my family's here, and mm-hmm. uh, I need to be near them. Um, I'll miss them uh, too much. And then my dad's not doing well, uh, sure. and then my mom's getting older too. And I don't want to, I don't want to leave them in a in a position where they're you know uh, by themselves. I have two brothers that uh, live in Spokane, so it wouldn't be completely um, without family. But but I want to be here. I want to spend the rest of my life here. So I
0: yeah. love it. Love it, man. I, think, uh, I got a curiosity. Where'd you live when you lived in Seattle?
1: Um, when I first moved to Seattle, I lived in Wedgwood. I was mm-hmm. living with some friends in a very suburban neighborhood. Uh, then I, do you know where, um, Pinehurst is? I do. Oh, right on. Yeah. So that was my first apartment was in Pinehurst. All right. Uh, then I lived in Edmonds, Washington for a bit. Uh, Then I moved to Portland for a short while, moved back to Seattle, and then uh, spent the bulk of my time in Seattle around Green Lake.
0: Yeah, nice. That's a good area. Yeah, I love Uh, that. Yeah. It's obviously changed a lot, but uh, yeah, I think uh, Spokane to me, even in the short amount of time I've been here, so which is 2011, like fall of 2011, we moved over from Seattle. Spokane to me has got a lot of really good things happening and coming to Spokane, which I think get me really excited, not just even as like a consumer or like, you know, a young entrepreneur, but like just overall as a city, I think it's, uh, I think Spokane's got a lot to offer for people that you know, have at least discovered it and or are from here. I think you would obviously it'd be a very different scenario. If, had I grown up here, I'd probably view Spokane very differently. But having moved here when it wasn't really taking off yet and getting to see some of that growth we've seen in the last five plus years, it's been pretty fast. I, to me, I'm like, Spokane's freaking awesome. Like a great cost of living. uh It's big enough that you have some like Uh, restaurants starting here that have, you know, really top shelf uh, things to offer and chefs and um, enough of a downtown, enough of a music scene. And like, it's, it's enough where it does feel like a big city and you can have that, but you also like, you don't have to sit in traffic for an hour to get to Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, you lived in Seattle for a number of years, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember when I was living there thinking i'm paying rent to live in an expensive city and i can't afford to do anything <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so as much as i loved living there and the culture and the energy it's electric um it definitely had a blast i thought i can't afford to do any of these things so all these amenities i couldn't access them exactly. so yep. to move to spokane and be able to buy homes and it's affordable yeah and still be able to go see concerts and whatnot and go out to eat at these great restaurants. And fortunately, no, it's not just Applebee's, you know, we don't have to, it's like, where are we going to eat? It's either Olive Garden or uh, Applebee's. <laughs> you know There's other options now. Yeah.
0: yeah I love that. <laughs> love
1: that. Well, so what about you? Are you, you're going to stay in town? for? Uh,
0: yeah. You know, we, I always say this of Spokane was never on our radar. Uh, Katie and I had met in college in Seattle, and we were graduate. Well, we were graduating around the time of the crash, uh, kind of 08 through 2010. Um, we were some of our like you know big circle of friends from college and stuff. We were one of like two people, maybe three that we knew that landed jobs. Uh, I mean, super fortunate, but like we put in. A lot of sweat equity with the companies that ended up hiring us, and I mean Katie interned for free for almost a year, and I, you know, got really involved in a high school that wanted to hire me, as well as I had built a training business. Um, and we saw like, man, we we like it. We're not ready to move, but we also kind of felt like uh, there is a reality of like this is an extremely expensive city, uh, and we're gonna have some student loans to pay off, and you know, we got to make sure we can actually make this work, so we don't feel trapped and you know, we rented a lower half of a house on Alki, uh, which was super fun. Um, Great location right right by the beach. And like, we loved it. We felt like we were pretty invested in the West Seattle community and, you know, made a a lot of connections and starting to make a bit of a name for ourselves there. And then both of us kind of had this feeling of like, I think, you know, we'd been married a little over a year at this point, and I, we kind of had this feeling of I think Seattle is going to be temporary for us. And we didn't know, you know we didn't know for sure. we had didn't really see ourselves trying to raise kids there. Uh, you know, and we we weren't quite ready for that stage. We were kind of that in between like we want to enjoy married life before kids. And I had a lot of connections to Denver, um, and I had a, a pretty decent job offer in Denver um, as a strength and conditioning coach. And I, and I didn't even go out to interview. I had more just, I still wasn't sure if I wanted to leave. And then, uh, Katie's sister, Annie. So you guys know coach Annie from the gym, super mom. Uh, she and her husband are like, Hey, we, they live in Yakima. Uh, he was a pastor and he's like, I, I want to start a new church. I'm thinking like, Spokane or Portland or someplace like that. And we were, you know, super close. Obviously, Katie and Annie are sisters, but also, you know, best friends. And they would love the idea of like raising their kids in the same city and being able to see one another. And I had made, made it very clear to Katie, like, I don't ever want to move to Yakima. I don't see myself living there. I'd love visiting, love your family. Like, everybody's awesome, but. Not
1: like the Palm Springs in co- Washington. Correct. <laughs>
0: I mean, self-appointed Palm Springs of Washington, got to give a shout out. then when you make your own sign, you know, it's legit. Uh, But I just thought like, you know, I want to make, I want to, I want to make our own city and have our own life and and make our own connections with people and build our own careers. Like I, I, you know, that was just in me to want to do that on our own. So when Spokane came about, (laughs) you'll probably get a kick out of this since, since you're from here, my only exposure to Spokane was like very small glimpses of, I lived in, you know, I'm from Wisconsin, so I would drive by on I-90 when I would go to school in Seattle. And basically you saw the downtown area view from I-90, which is like the butt crack of Spokane. And then I coached a very small high school, um, I coached their boys basketball team throughout college. And when we made the state tournament, that was at the Spokane Arena. So my exposure to Spokane was the Red Lion Hotel, Spokane Arena and Tomato Street and that was like really about it I was like this place kind of sucks <laughs> like uh, and that was oh probably 2008 2009 when we, we came over for state those years but I you know it, it was not on our radar it wasn't really a city that I I didn't have a great impression of it living in Seattle people had always kind of given Spokane a bad name and then when we actually came over here to check it out and said like, you know do we want to be? Do we do we see ourselves living in this city? Do we want to be a part of the church that Annie and Ryan planned to, you know, to plant in Spokane? Do we think we could make our careers happen here? And honestly saw it as like untapped potential in a in a lot of ways with, with Spokane. I was like, I think this this city could grow. Uh, but it was also Katie coming from Yakima uh, and me coming from a small town in Wisconsin, like it was kind of a nice in between of Seattle and smaller town living. I was like, this is affordable, it has a bit of a neighborly feel, but it 's also got you know at least some some growth that 's happening in the city, and it does have a downtown, and uh, buildings are taller than one story <laughs> and you know we when we moved over. Um, we rented a little house in South Hill for the first year, and our, our lives honestly just kind of developed up north and Fast forward to now like i I think we're we're probably here very long term uh we don't have any plans of leaving, but I also say that we never had plans of coming to spokane either, so i don't want to say it's for sure uh, but yeah i think I think spokane is very long term home. Um, both Kate and I are like, we see our kids graduating high school in Spokane, you know, and they're, Remy's not even two years old yet. So I think, I think we're going to be here quite a while. Uh, it's just got a lot to offer, you know, like I come back to it. Uh, cost of living is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the economy is pretty stable in Spokane, which is great. Uh, it there's, There's this part of it that I like. I'm not stuck, not stuck in traffic. Uh, It's pretty easy to like connect and see friends, which is like in Seattle. I look back at that of like if I want to hang out with some buddies, it was like you had to pay for parking, you had to find a time, you had to like like there's all these barriers, and I'm like, dude, here it's like, you know, hey, like, do you want to go grab a beer after the gym? Like, it's pretty like it's pretty easy to hang out with people um the you know schools are obviously good which now with a growing family like that's you know that's helpful uh our weather's honestly pretty good there's hiking there's water there's you know if you do want to go to Seattle for like a big game or a big concert or whatever like it's pretty easy to get places I I just I don't know to me I'm like this is a nice little unkept secret or or well-kept secret that I feel fortunate to have discovered it and I feel like it's home now
1: well, glad you're here. Seriously.
0: Hey, right back at you, Chris. Yeah, I uh, I have to ask just some, some random questions because I love the quirkiness of Chris. But what hidden talent do you have?
1: Hidden talent. Um, God, there's just so many. I can't. <laughs> I, I can't think of them. Shoot, uh, hidden talent. Um, I don't know how hidden this is. Um, and I'm afraid to say this cause I feel like you're going to test me. Um, I have an ability to remember a lot of names and faces. Ooh. Um, I don't know how hidden that is. I think it's the line of work that I've been in for totally. so long. That I can, I can't remember someone's name. I at least know that I've met them. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So, um, Or if I've served them coffee, I can still remember what their last drink order was that they got for me. Uh, And it's really funny when I go to the gas station and I'm pumping gas and I'm like, hey, 16-ounce smoke. Uh, And then I realize how weird that sounds. Um, So there's that. um, Something. Okay, so those who don't know me, um, living on a barista budget for so many years uh, in large cities – I have an ability to uh create <laughs> really pretty living spaces out of shit boxes. I mean oh, absolute yeah. <laughs> dumps of apartments and of with very minimal money I can make it totally livable in something that's like totally photographable. Um And that's just kind of stuck with me throughout the years. So now that I've got a a career position, I'm still super frugal when it comes to couches and like big pieces of furniture and stuff. But um, ever since I was a kid, all I wanted was a house. And I've been watching this old house since I was like four or five years old and couldn't wait to finally own a house. And the very first house I bought was such a tiny, it was like had to have been Spokane's original tiny home. <laughs> it was so <laughs> small and falling apart, but it was so charming on the inside. And I would cram pack it full of people for Christmas or birthday parties or whatever. And it, and it just, and it worked. So I guess that'd be my, I love it. Your human talent. Right. Uh, now That's that a I good have one. In races, though, uh, another talent was a tooth whistle. Oh. That, that I didn't really want. Uh, <laughs> but that tooth whistle is long gone now. So,
0: uh, yeah.
1: uh, Unfortunately. Well,
0: RIP. RIP. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, I always love to end the episode. Uh, I'm actually going to do two for you because I think this will be fun for, for people in those early morning classes. Uh, First one, is there anybody uh, from Rewired that you want to virtually say hi to?
1: Oh my gosh, so many people. Uh, Phoebe and Casey and Heidi and Joe and Daniel and you and Annie and um, I might not talk a lot, I probably talk more than I, I think I do at five o'clock in the morning. I so desperately miss seeing these faces because five o'clock's is the only class 5am is the only class I've ever been to. Yep. Um, and so those folks um, absolutely make my day every single day. And it's funny and it's um, challenging and I aspire to uh be Joe. I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, Hyda Mel as well. I haven't seen her in ages, even pre virus, but, yeah. uh, um, these, these people out of I have to tell you, I don't know where they have come from, but every day I, uh, had the, the luxury of being able to just at least be in the same room with these other people. And it's so meaningful for me to get back to the gym when it's finally safe to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but to, to see these faces work out super hard and laugh and want to barf and, um, do it all over again the next day. I, mi- I miss it. There's yeah. so many faces. I wish I could list off everybody in the, in the class, but, um, yeah. I miss them.
0: Love it. Love it, man. I think they miss you too, but I miss dude. You're, I always love having you at the five. Cause I feel like there's 5am genuinely has some really unique personalities in it. Uh, but it's also <laughs> like a five. I think something that's also unique to the 5am is people that go to that class. That's the only class they pretty much can go to. So it, yeah. it genuinely is like, it's the same exact people, uh, and granted, you know, occasionally someone will join or whatever. But for the most part, it's like this is the crew, uh, which is, you know, just makes it uh, kind of fun and unique and a, a cool way to start the day. So I I miss that. Uh, I'm currently sleeping at 5 a.m. right now, which is new. Uh, Weird, right? Yeah. I, dude, I, I, my schedule is so thrown off. <laughs> I'm normally like 6 to 7 p.m. I'm like, you know, we're wrapping up dinner. Usually eat at like five thirty, and we're wrapping up dinner. I'm like, I'm like tired. This has been a long day. I'm yep. starting to wind down, and now I'm like up to like eleven or midnight, sleeping until like eight. And I'm like, dude, this I I have been it's up really early like you my slept whole, the whole day. You're
1: I like, just... oh, I slept till eight. The whole day's gone. I yeah, this
0: is whoops. I have to remind myself, like, no, like this is probably good to like let your body rest and sleep and. I'm also like just learning, okay, like you can actually be really productive and not get up at 4 a.m. But my natural like inclination is like, no, like by 8 a.m. on most days, I've got a ton of shit done and I'm like rolling already. So
1: do you still wake up at like four o'clock in the morning? I did.
0: So I did uh, for
1: probably- Maybe fall back asleep again, but do you just instantly wake up and then you're like, no, no, not today.
0: (laughs) So for the last maybe 10 plus years of my life, I've gotten up at like four or five AM. I've always yeah. been training people really. And when COVID hit, like the first day, I was still up at four, naturally, like without an alarm. I was like, Well, I guess I'll go up. I'll get up and go to the gym. Like my family's not gonna get up for hours. And then every day I got a little bit later. And we you know, like four thirty and then five and then six and then seven and then eight. And then one morning, oh my gosh, it was like nine AM getting oh, up. And my no. wife is like, I who are you right now? Like this <laughs> Like I, it's so different and friends that are like, oh my God, you commented back on my Instagram DM at like 11 PM. Who are you? But you know, uh, I, I miss that like up at four coaching at five. Like I had such a schedule and such a workflow that obviously that's, you know, very different right now. So yeah, I I miss those five a.m. faces. You know, those are the first people I see in the day. Um, but a, a second one as well. Uh, we've obviously given a shout out to Thomas Hammer. So shout out to Thomas Hammer, great coffee company. Um, is there a local business you would like to give a shout out to as we wrap up today's episode?
1: Oh gosh, a local business. Um, well, I'm never good at picking just one. Sure. Um, but central food is one of my favorite places and I can't wait to sit on their patio, um, right along the centennial trail. And, uh, with my dietary, uh, requirements, uh, they usually do a pretty good job, but, uh, wild stage, I think I've mentioned them a million times, uh, at class, I miss their food and I miss their service levels and I miss, um, they, anybody that has any type of special dietary needs, uh, their chefs get very excited and very, uh, thrilled about the challenge that they get to take with your food and the servers are so kind about it too. So it's, you don't have to feel bad that you're like, mm, can you check to make sure there isn't gluten in this or dairy in it? Um, and the food's just phenomenal period on days that I'm like, I don't give a- <laughs> yeah, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I eat. Phenomenal food. So, yeah, please, everybody, check them out when they reopen. I've,
0: I took your advice. Uh, when my parents were in town, uh, we took them to Wild Sage. And, wow, that is so good.
1: Yes, it's not someplace that you're going to eat. Uh, at least I'm not going to eat there once or twice a week. It's right. kind of a special occasion to yep. go there. But it's worth it. It's yes. absolutely worth it. Yes, everybody. if
0: everything was done with a really, really nice, like, touch of excellence – Food was yeah. good, service was good, drink menu was awesome. A yeah. L- little bit pricier, like it's a it's a sure. it's a nicer spot. But man, and it's not a massive restaurant either, which made it probably a little more fun of an experience that it's intimate. But really, really liked it. Really yeah. liked it.
1: Good. Well, cool. I to hear that Annie and I one time had dinner in the seating area of where you wait for a table because they were so packed out. <laughs> That's that they just awesome. Eat drink right in the lobby.
0: That's so, yeah. awesome. Love it. Love it. Well, Chris, this was a ton of fun, bud. Uh, I appreciate you. Appreciate the conversation. Glad to hear you're doing well. Uh, you know, I look forward to getting to see you at 5 a.m. before too long.
1: I can't wait. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait for that. So I miss you a lot. So it's, yeah. it's really nice to spend time with you today. Thank you.
0: Absolutely, but I appreciate you coming on the episode. Uh, guys, hope you enjoyed this one. That is Chris Anderson. Uh, if people would like to follow you, Chris, uh, can they follow you on Instagram?
1: Oh, my God. I don't even know. <laughs> I, here, I'm looking at Instagram right now. Follow me on Instagram at, I have to spell it out because I can't remember it. Hang, hang tight. Yep. It's going to be worth I did it wrong. It's going to be working. I'm not very social media savvy here. Here, wait. It's at CHR, the number three, the letters YXZ. Love it. Love it. <laughs> it's the fancy spelling of chris i like it i like it
0: all right chris appreciate you bud so great to get connect with you and get to chat glad to hear you're doing well i miss you uh take care hope the garden goes well (laughs) keep i hope you get some more titos yeah
1: (laughs) never fear (laughs) yeah
0: all right guys thanks for tuning in to the rewired life podcast everybody have a great day stay strong